and welcome to episode 21 of the Radical English Gentleman podcast. What is going on? I'm your host, Rory Jacobs, and we are currently in a different location. We are not in my garage, but instead in my room if you are watching. But yeah, there is a lot of news to get into. You know, much has been happening from abortion rights in America to the Buffalo shooting to feminists being attacked in Manchester. There is a lot of news to get into. And thank you for being part of this week's episode. If you are new to the show, my name is Roy Jacobs and we run the show weekly. Usually get a guest, open discussion about news, culture and politics in the UK with a libertarian anti-government focus to all issues. So if you are new, much appreciate giving that follow if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify or subscribing if you are new on YouTube. But anyway, let's jump straight into the news. So the first story to get into for this week is quite an interesting one. And I actually talked about this before in, I think it was episode 17 of the Radical English Gentleman recently. And a lot, I got people who said, and I actually put on TikTok as well, that don't be ridiculous. There's not this divide between gender, people who believe in gender theory and modern day feminists. And there was this whole, um, like on TikTok, people were getting so triggered by when I said that. I don't know why. Um, I do respond to all comments. So if you've got a lovely hate comment for me, please, please send it my way. I'd appreciate that. Um, but yeah, they, this was fascinating, right? So pretty much in Manchester, there was, they say radical feminists. It, it was, I, I, I mean, what was radical about them? I don't know. Um, but pretty much there were feminists who, they were at a suffragette statue, and this is by the Daily Mail. So feminist praised by J.K. Rowling says cops threatened to arrest her for breach of the peace despite mass trans right thugs attacking her at suffragette statue as video reveals her previous battle with activists. So pretty much what happened was, I mean, this is this story is just completely nuts, but pretty much what happened was there was a bunch of feminists at suffragette statue talking about women's rights, the importance of, you know, feminism and protecting women and giving like safe spaces, things of that nature. And pretty much what happened was people who believe in the whole gender concept that, you know, there's no such thing as a woman and things of that nature. They basically came in and started attacking people and pushing people and not letting them go near the statue. It was bizarre. The Telegraph released a video as well. I would suggest checking that out. But pretty much the feminist attacked by a balaclava clad trans activist was today reeled as a gender critical chief from Nottingham who claimed police threatened her with arrest not the mass mob. Greater Manchester Police came under fire for the incident that saw Alex Kovic, 44, manhandled by a gang next to the city's statue of Emily Parkinson in St. Peter's Square. So pretty much, it was absolutely bonkers to see it. We see this all this Antifa stuff in America. We see a lot of people talking about it. People think it's a lot far-fetched. We're now seeing it in the UK. Maybe it's going to develop from here. I haven't seen too much Antifa activity. However, on university campuses, it, it is a it is becoming more and more prominent. And for anyone who thinks that, you know, oh, they're just anti-fascists, blah, blah, blah. They're like, I just can't believe this modern concept that there are seriously people who know so little about ideology that they think attacking people for their speech is anti-fascism. I mean, when when did they... What books are they reading where they think, Shutting down speech, controlling what people think. I'm an anti-fascist. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on there? Anyway, 
So pretty much it goes off to say that J.K. Rowling um, was shared the video and she this is brilliant she said i never expected the right side of history to include so many people in mass intimidate an insulting woman did you that is bang and fair play to her um and it like this photo here i mean what the heck who the hell do you think you like what are you doing like are you that down the rabbit hole that you're willing to assault a woman for being like pro-feminism and like pro-woman rights it's just absolutely bizarre and as well i don't want to attack the trans community either because a lot of people are like oh bloody trans rights chances are these people aren't actually they're not actually pro-trans rights they're just pro a certain ideology because i guarantee there's a bunch of trans people who look at this and they're saying these people are making us look bad and th that's a big differentiation which you want to make people go you know oh these trans rights activists they're, they're people who believe in this gender critical theory. They're not, like, I'm sure a bunch of these people, um, you know, are not trans. I highly doubt, I mean, I'm not even sure if there is was any trans people there. Um, because a lot of people who think they're allies to trans people are actually the same people who degrade them with ridiculous gender theory concepts. But anyway, as you can see, there's footage here of just this um, kind of atrocity going on. Or if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, pretty much just people, I mean, the the scenes are ridiculous people pushing against a wall grabbing women um pushing them down trying to attack them wearing balaclavas i mean just you you just would never expect this to happen and the divide again is is brewing between feminists and people who believe in this modern gender theory concept and i'm telling you it's it is really rising because I've I've seen it more and more. Feminists who are pro women's rights are now clashing with people. I don't say trans right activists. I never say that because I know people who are trans right activists who don't agree with this at all and they don't believe in the ridiculous gender theory concept. So I'm not going to call them gender. I'm not going to call them trans right activists. I'm going to call them gender theory people if that makes sense. Um. So the clashes. Yeah. It just pretty much the article just goes on to talk about you know the what kind of what happened and the insanity of it it is bizarre hopefully this doesn't happen again hopefully it's kind of a isolated incident but we are seeing the rise in this nonsense ideology so it you know th this is the thing i mean next thing it's going to be um you know woman's day is going to be <laughs> attacked for being transphobic that's the next the next thing um and yeah and the article just goes on to say it's actually got videos i'm not going to play them because i don't want to get copyrighted but I mean, just absolute insanity, really. Like, I don't know how this is happening. Like, 2022 and feminists are getting attacked by so-called trans right activists for... I mean, it's it's, in, it's just crazy that, like, the word woman is now controversial. People say, oh, you, you, you're making it up. That's, don't, you're being hyperbolic. No one's getting angry at people saying, you know, the word woman. Right, just open your eyes and actually look like... There's, you know, there's people in high power who can't even say certain things because of potential offence. Now, I know they're super cautious and PC, so they're like that. But the fact that there's an environment where they, they could feel intimidated to say the word woman. I mean, you know, you don't need to be a genius to put two and two things together. But yeah, that is kind of a absolutely ridiculous story. But anyway, moving on um, and a lot more serious one now. So... This is something which I really want to cover in depth because I think it's so important and needs to be given more light. There's some people online downplaying it, which is absolutely horrendous. 
And this is an absolute atrocity what happened. So, for anyone who doesn't know, the Buffalo shooting was pretty much a guy who was radicalized on 4chan, which is like the dark web of the internet, filled with a bunch of neo-Nazis. Um, not everyone on there's a neo-Nazi, obviously, but there is a predominant scope of 4chan is driven by just complete extremist neo-Nazis. Um, like that is 100% true. So pretty much he's radicalized on those platforms and he basically had a racially motivated attack that left 10 people dead at a New York state supermarket. And it, it was horrendous. It was absolutely horrific. And the, the thing with the thing which really is disturbing about this is it's not like he just shot people and then someone made a slight link to, you know, white supremacy or anything. This guy literally had a manifesto. So if people remember, there was a shooting in... Oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot this. Oh, my days. How have I forgot this? It was in, I believe it's Sweden. I'm try- Hopefully the name comes to me. But basically, you might re- remember it. There was a guy who basically went to an island, shot multiple kids. It was one of the most horrendous shootings ever. Um, and... Brenovaric, oh, I'm trying to remember his name. Um, and yeah, it was absolutely horrific. M- so many people died, and and in that he cited a basically a thing to do with the Great Replacement theory. So, for anyone who doesn't know, and I'm gonna go in light waters here because I don't want this to get taken down. Pretty much, there is a kind of white nationalist themed conspiracy theory that pretty much white people are getting displaced, and demographically. This this kind of is true in the sense that the growing population of other cultures is tends to outspan the white population in a lot of European countries, which is, you know, I mean, doesn't matter at all. But pretty much a bunch of far-right neo-Nazis and white nationalists look at this and have this conspiracy theory that it's awful and shit. And basically it sparks people like this who are literally so insane that they think that kind of black people are awful when they're displacing them so then they go and actually kill them like this and like the instance i believe in sweden in the island and it like it's hot i mean it is horrendous and I'll, i'll be honest this is becoming more and more mainstream now a lot of people on the liberty side or maybe a bit more the right side would actually like to deny and say don't be ridiculous this this concept isn't becoming mainstream don't be stupid you're straw man in the argument all this no it really really is right so tucker carlson and he's been in the news a lot recently and i'm not going to say it was directly his fault because i think that's unfair you can't just lob someone just because however lob someone in because like of that what they've been saying right however some of the rhetoric on Fox News, and I'm going to be honest, people are going to hate me for saying this, a lot of the rhetoric would have incited what this guy done, right? Because a lot of the rhetoric on Fox News is mainstreaming the idea of replacement. So the idea that, you know, again, that the white population is being displaced by people of other cultures, and also, most importantly, the Jews. So this is another thing which is determined about this, which... I think kind of goes goes under the radar a little bit because and I appreciate like like I mean it's difficult to cover the absolute atrocity that's happened but this is all spurred by anti-semitism so when when um going into the 
white nationalist conspiracy theory of the great displacement um the core of it is jews so what they believe pretty much is that jews aren't white and that they are planning a displacement of the white population right and they're working with other jews to actually make this happen so pretty much that's why if you look at the manifesto he wrote he was deeply anti-semitic um and he and that's that is why he done this because he believes that you know this insanity that kind of like something has to be done and shit like that and he's completely racist so he thinks that kind of it's the end of the world and he's willing to die for it um and the the crazy thing about it now i haven't seen the whole video but the crazy thing about it is he, when he goes into this mass shooting he actually stops when he gets to a white guy and says sorry mate and it, like when you saw that you're like this guy is so far down this insane road where he's literally going into a mass shooting and doing a mass shooting and he stops and apologizes to someone for not murdering them i mean this guy is completely insane so yeah going into the story the shooting spree buffalo followed the exact blueprint of similar attacks around the world and the u.s so similar to pittsburgh's Christchurch, which was a synagogue um and that was horrific as well that was an anti-semitic attack and again anti-semitism is rising big time like people don't realize how big anti-semitism is rising and it's, it's so difficult because you got israel which is doing a tro trustees to the palestinian people and like recently they shot that journalist and it should get more coverage for sure and i'm i'm not like like i feel like israel are doing it absolutely atrocities right but it has to be said that the rhetoric of israel and the hatred really really merges into anti-semitism and it's it's such a tricky one because like it's not everyone who criticizes israel is an anti-semi obviously but it really does merge in and you've got to be honest when you say it because i'll give you an example right so there's a guy called nick fuentes and he's a white nationalist um guy in america a lot of people like to deny he's a white nationalist believe me he is a white nationalist he literally said the n-word on a stream and went oops like this guy is one billion percent a white nationalist if anyone wants to say he's not literally come on this show and argue with me comment message me right now and i will argue with you on a stream or on these podcasts to argue why nick fuentes is a white nationalist because i'm sick i'm sick of people defending people like nick fuentes who is clear as day a white nationalist and people are like, oh no he's not he said this one thing or he hung out with this person i've i follow i've watched so much of his content right he is a white nationalist one billion percent right so again nick fuentes is a massive critic of israel so when he criticizes israel ironically he's like he's a white nationalist but he sides with the palestinian people in criticizing israel and talks about you know the trustees of israel however he's not doing that from the side of praising the palestinian people because he's a white nationalist so he wants nothing to do with them so he looks at he uses it as a like straw man argument to actually attack israel and his view is again the conspiracy theory that you know jews control the media jews control the world 
Jews are causing a white national, uh, white genocide, all this bollocks. Um, and like that really spurs this displacement theory because a big thing is that Jews aren't actually white and that they're because they believe pretty much that that this is this goes into the neo-Nazi sphere of things. Like when you look at um, white nationalism, a lot of it's spurred by white identity rights, and a lot of that white identity is through the the notion that. Um, you know, we're white, we're great, all this shit, right? So, so when they look at Jewish people, they believe that they're not white. So they believe they're almost faking being white, if that makes sense, because you're the whole thing where Jews can be a race and also a religion. I'm trying to remember, sorry, I'm really, I'm in the flow of, sorry about that, I should really get the specifics on that. So they believe that almost like Jews are plotting together in the world to kind of, cause this white genocide and cause this displacement and that's why when there are mass shootings like in Christchurch or on that beach or like the beach the island or buffalo shooting they are almost always anti-semitic almost always because that's that's one of my massive critiques of conspiracy theories when with conspiracy theories it does always seem to if you go right right down the rabbit hole and I'm talking I'm not talking about you know few conspiracies here and there if you go right down it it always leads to some sort of anti-semitic conspiracy theory that could be jews control the media israel's blah 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 like it always boils down to that so when addressing situations like this there needs to be a massive address of the anti-semitism of it because without that people like nick fuentes really rally behind groups who are criticizing israel for legitimate causes but he can get behind that and build momentum. And people don't realise the white nationalist groups are actually building momentum off the hatred for Israel. And I know, again, it's so fucking difficult because it's people who oh, people who are against what's happening to the to the Palestinian people by the Israeli government, which is horrific. But at the same time, white nationalists are using that as almost a launch pad for the white nationalist um, like conspiracy theory. So... Uh, it's it's so fucking difficult um so I'm r- reading into this article like other before him Peyton Garden 18 the main suspect behind the buffalo attack posted a lengthy so-called manifesto explaining his motives and beliefs some of the text is copied and pasted from similar racist manifestos written by 2019 Christchurch Christchurch sorry mass murderer Brenton Tarrant and violent salience gendron side sorry i'm so sure named citus tarrant as his main inspiration and gateway into the world of online extremism and white supremacy all of the recent far right i'm so bad at reading it cite the internet as a starting place for the journeys towards radicalization their manifesto and writing show they well versed in the online subcultures conspiracy theories memes and the used to deliberately troll or misinform um and yeah that is a truth a lot of radicalization radicalization does happen online and this is a good thing for me to actually address kind of my view on freedom of speech because i talk about freedom of speech all the time and when it comes to things like this a lot of people want to say see this is why we're calling it freedom of speech right when i'm talking about freedom of speech i'm not talking about things that are legal right like there is there's a difference between saying, oh crap, 
saying, you know, pro freedom of speech and things that are legal. Like things like if I'm on the street and say, I'm going to murder you, I'm going to stab you with a knife tomorrow at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, right? That's, you know, that that's probably going to happen. So that's me saying, I'm going to do something. Me saying, I hate you is a lot different. So, and, and another thing, right, which people don't want to talk about. This didn't happen on Twitter. This didn't happen on places like this, right? In the sense that he was radicalized. It happened on 4chan. And why do people go to 4chan? Because they're banned. And why are they banned? Because they have a difference of opinion. I mean, more than a fucking difference of opinion. But And then, do you know what that means? That means they go to these corners of the internet where they manifest with absolute insane people like this guy. And they get completely radicalized because there's no one there's no one on 4chan saying no mate you got it wrong this is the this is your complete cr- crackpot this is why your beliefs are ridiculous there's no one saying that because all the people who go there are fucking people who got banned elsewhere so people want to use this as an argument for more censorship but people need to understand this is what happens with censorship and that's going to be such a controversial thing to say and I hope people don't take that as, like, you know, they don't hate me for that. Um, but it's it's true, right? It is really true. And I'm going to I'm gonna say something as well. When I had a... When I was banned on YouTube for some things, I got really angry. Like, I was almost to the point where I was like, what the fuck? And I was about to double down in the, thi- the things I was saying to do with COVID, right? And it almost invigorated me, right? So... For people like this guy, like, there are certain things where if you ban someone, it's not going to stop the problem. You need to address it. And that's why I hate echo chambers. That's why I consume content I absolutely hate, content I absolutely love. Because that that's what you need to do. If you're in an echo chamber, you will just consume the same shit and become more and more radicalized. And this guy is the perfect example of that. So don't get don't get um and this is going to be this is going to be manipulated for the online safety bill but i don't want to get into that because it's too kind of horrific to talk about right now but yeah i mean just absolute atrocities heart goes out to the families and i really just hope this doesn't happen again because this is you know more and more shit like this is happening um you know it, it is disturbing anti-semitism's on the rise racism's on the rise people the thing I, the th- problem I have with um, some people when they address issues like this, you can be things like anti-woke and anti-this and still, like, focus on this. Like, people think that, oh, because you're talking about wokeness, you can't talk about... Like, there's, this is ridiculous. People need to have some fucking principles and actually do it. Because people... I see people now with their audiences, they're almost scared to cover shit like this. Like, fucking ridiculous. Like, come on. Like, this is horrendous. And... You know, um, people want to kind of say, oh, they want to make other arguments. But come on, just address this. This is horrific. And this is incited by certain organizations. And I'm not saying Tucker Carlson, Fox News are directly responsible. But I'm saying the organizations like that, on certain issues, they really need to assess what they're doing. Because I, I would not be surprised if this guy did watch... Tucker Carlson and hear him hint at the white replacement theory and if that is the case then you know Tucker Carlson does have to look himself in the mirror and think you know like am I am I 
ser- do I seriously believe this? Um, and, I, and am I just pandering to a white nationalist groups which are going to, you know, incite violence on my behalf? Because if that is the case, you know, like, he, like there needs to be a serious kind of address of that. Um, but yeah. So the next story I have is the Roe v. Wade. Now, I'm not going to go too far into this because I actually have a podcast coming up with a guest talking about this. But Roe v. Wade was a landmark legal discussion uh, decision issued on January the 26th, 1973, in which the Supreme Court struck down a Texas statute banning abortion, effectively legalizing the pedicure across the United States. So pretty much, there was a um, amendment where basically, if you want to get abortion, you could get abortion. Now, certain states did have different rules. However, it really gave a lot of power to a lot of people to have abortions. Now, I'm not going to go too far into this, but my view on it is... Um, I don't believe that it's right that the government can kind of say what a woman can do with their body. Um, I have actually changed a lot from my position. I used to be a lot more on the pro-life side. Um, but since COVID with the vaccine, I've realized you, you, the government just cannot get in the, in the way of someone's body and what they do with their body. It just becomes kind of insane. And you, and People want to say, oh, well, it's different. My body, my choice. You're not talking about your body. You're talking about another life. Yeah, but I, don't, I think, think that's too much of a leap. When I look at Roe v. Wade, I think that, you know... Um, and also, I think a big part of it is there's there's no nuance. And this is a classic critique of it. But I'm not going to go too far into it. But if you're if you kind of think abortion is bad, bad in every single way possible you can still also be pro-choice if you know what i mean so like for instance if your baby's disabled or if they have a deformity like majority people don't want it and actually get rid of it which i think is just disgusting because then you're saying a disabled life is worth worth less than a ordinary life and i think there's a fundamental flaw in that notion because that that's and i've had a lot of conversations with people about this shout out to those people if you're actually listening but when it comes to abortion, a lot of people, you know, they say, well, what if it's rape? For a start, that's 1%. And I'm not giving an argument here for the pro-life. I'm just saying there is more nuance. So majority of um, abortions aren't because of rape. Um, like a lot of it is just contraceptive, which, contraception, which I think is super duper wrong. Um, and when it comes to disabled issues, so I watched a video maybe i'll link in the description and it was it was the march for life so the march for life in america basically a massive pro-life event where they they pretty much go around this year ridiculous amount of people i mean maybe even i mean was it a million i don't want to say a million it was it was actually generally maybe close to a million people there it was ridiculous amount of people um this year and it's probably because something like this was bubbling um and I saw on stage there was this girl with Down syndrome and she was speaking and it was so emotional. I almost cried watching it. Um, And she was saying like, most people in the United States, if they found out that I was their kid and I had autism, they would have aborted me and all my friends that I'm friends with today. But thanks to, you know, um, things like uh, kind of abortion bans, I'm not. So... And it, it it got me thinking, it really did. And that's kind of, 
for me, that is a really massive argument with the pro-lifers. It's to do with disabled people. Because a lot of people are like, oh, this clump of cells doesn't matter. But at what point does it matter, you know? People say, oh, well, when it comes out, you know, when it's out and can breathe and is self-sustaining, well, at what point is it self-sustaining? Or, like, you know, what, just before it comes out, is it, and it's got, like, a heart and shit, is it just not, is it just nothing? Is it just, just not matter? Um, and then you get into the whole debate. But I'm not going to go too far into it. Um, it's it's a difficult one. I'd say, yeah, it's... And, like, for me, that's a big one because I, I only recently found out, actually, from asking people and stuff, like, there's actually tests to do to see if your kid's disabled before. And the reason they do that is because a lot of parents don't want it if it's disabled. Um, which like for instance down syndrome where loads of people can function completely fine there's loads of super successful people with down syndrome um and the fact that kind of if you're disabled all of a sudden you don't matter is just horrific and by the logic of aborting disabled kids you are then you are then setting a precedent that a disabled life is worth less than a normal life and imagine imagine what it feels like right to be because there's on social media it's, it's obviously all pro-choice because it's young people um and for the most part i think that's a good thing however there are just some ridiculous posts where it's like i know it's the exception where it's like well abortion doesn't matter do what you want you know empowerment go you go and all this and it's like come on like and the the point i'm saying with um to do with the disabled thing is like imagine imagine like if you're right now like or like if you're a disabled person listening right now like how do you feel about people literally finding out they have a disability and being like oh i don't want you now like i mean what the hell does that do to your psyche if that if i had a disability and i saw people who would literally murder their babies if they found out they had what i had i would feel like I'd feel disgusted at society and that why I think there needs to be some nuance in the debate of abortion. Um, I think at the end of the day, I think I'm pro, I'm pro choice. Um, I think there should be limits like for instance, maybe 20 weeks or I'm I'm not sure about specifics and I, I know I am really digging in. I'm going to be listening to a bunch of doctors, reading a bunch of articles, reading a bunch of studies already for a podcast on this. Um, but, it does boil down to it like you you just can't intervene because if it is rape if it is incest but then in some laws it's kind of illegal for contraception and then illegal for rape and incest but then you get into the whole part of well who decides that you know what i mean like you could you might have a bunch of people pretending they got raped or something like that just so they can have this and then you get into a whole insanity of that so it's a very difficult one um i'm i'm not going to go too far into all of this um but it like it is kind of it's fascinating really what's going on uh prior to roe v wade much of the country since the late 19th century since the 1973 rule in many states have imposed restrictions on abortion rights and that is true a lot of states now still have many um like things you can't do in some states i'm pretty sure it's completely outlawed until the late 19th century abortion was legal in the united states before quickening the point at which a woman could first feel mo- movements of the fetus typically around a fourth month pregnancy 
So around 16 weeks, some of the early regulators related to abortion were enacted in the 1820s and 1830s and dealt with the sale of dangerous drugs that women used to induce abortion despite these regulations and the fact that the drugs sometimes proved fatal to the woman. They continued to advertise and be sold. And I have actually heard that there's been an upsurge in a certain thing to do with aborting babies. Um, so... And that is horrendous. And I think, like, y- you just you just can't do it, can you? you? You've got to give power to women, I think. You just can't... I just don't see how you can kind of go against... Like, if a woman wants to have an abortion, you can't... You're literally going to have women, like, jumping off stairs trying to kill their kids um, in their baby, in their tummy, if abortion's outlawed in their state. So it's like, you know... Uh, you just can't have that, you know. You not only you're endangering women, you're also creating a insane culture where, like, but then I mean, th- a lot of people say this is going to be the catalyst of civil war, this abortion issue, because if you if people believe that, you know, babies are getting murdered, people aren't just going to sit back and go, yeah, that's all right. People are going to step in. Or similar people who want pe- babies to be. I don't want to say murder. I feel a bit like rash now. I'm saying that, but like people who believe it's the right of the woman, and there's already been you know attacks to um, pro-life organisations already. And is this the bubbles of civil war? I don't know, but sure as hell it's going to escalate things. And with the polarisation in America, we can only expect much, much worse from this. So. Yeah, so additionally, some nativists alarmed by the country's growing population of immigrants were anti-abortion because they feared declining birth rates among white Americans. So that's actually fascinating because that's actually kind of to do with the white replacement theory a little bit. In 1869, the Catholic Church banned abortion at any stage of pregnancy, while in 1873, Congress passed the Comstock Law, which made it illegal to distribute contraception and abortion inducing drugs through the u.s mail by the 1880s abortion was outlawed across most of the country during the 1960s during the women's rights movement court cases involving contraceptives laid the groundwork for roe v wade in 1965 the u.s supreme court struck down a law banning the distribution of birth control to married couples ruling that the law violated their implied right to privacy under the u.s constitution and in 1972 the Supreme Court struck down a law prohibiting the distribution of contraceptives to unmarried adults. Meanwhile, in 1970, Hawaii became the first state to legalize abortion, although the law was only applied to states' residents. The same year, the New York legalization abortion with no residency requirements. By the time of Roe v. Wade in 1973, abortion was legally available in Alaska and Washington. So I guess what what's probably going to happen is there's going to be a bunch of states where they're like no we're not outlining it outlawing it and basically people who want abortions are going to have to travel all that way to get abortion for the time being um but yeah i'm I'm not going to go too far into it this it's been a good one i've really feel like i've said a lot of good stuff here i hope you have enjoyed i hope i've articulated my views well kind of explained what's going on some news because a lot of going on there's so much other news to do with Denmark, the vaccine, and I'm really trying to get some guests on, it's very difficult trying to book guests, but thank you so much for listening, if you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, please give it the five stars, it means so much, share this with a friend, someone who needs to hear that different voice, that different view, that different opinion, they're a BBC 
Kirk who just listens to the BBC and needs to hear that different view. Or if you just like the podcast, please, please do share. It is the only way this thing grows. So if you do like it, please do that. Anyway, massive, massive things coming our way. Thank you all for being part of the Radical English Gentleman. Follow me on Instagram at regpodcast or at Rory Jacobs for my personal account. Follow me on Rory Jacobs Yee on Twitter. Follow the channel at Ra- the Radical English Gentleman on YouTube. And thank you so much for listening. Love you all. Thank you for being here. Fucking amazing people. Big news, big guests coming. And I will catch you next week at Thursday, 6 o'clock. You know the drill. And I'll see you later. Peace.